Well, hello, 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 and welcome back to Karen's Couch. What an honor to have you here with me joining me on this week's show where I'm going to be exploring all things habit, belief systems, projections, oh gosh, our, our perceptions. I'm going to be diving deep into everything that we think is a normal way of being. I'm going to shine the light on that this week and I'm going to ask some questions that could hopefully get you to start some inner inquiry. So strap yourselves in today, guys and gals. We are in for one hell of a ride here on Karen's Couch. You heard a calling from a void deep inside and you answered ready and found yourself here at Karen's Couch. Welcome to your quest of personal mastery. So let me explain why I've decided to do the show on all things perceptions, beliefs, projections, ideas, truth, lies. Two weeks ago, um, I did, I did um, a two-day retreat called Mindset Mastery. And it was probably one of the greatest events or is one of the greatest events that I do as part of my suite of offerings. But it, actually, it was actually my last one. So when we did Mindset Mastery, we had 33, 34 people who attended the weekend. It was beautiful. It was intimate. And we held it on a farm. So we were able to lean into nature and be surrounded by the beauty of nothingness and, and, and awe around us as we leapt into new ideas and new concepts that kind of shatter the constructs of what we think to be true, right and real. And what are the, well, there was a handful of things that I brought from Mindset Mastery that I wanted to share with you guys today. And the first one is really understanding that most of our suffering, oh, you're going to hate this, but most of our suffering is self-inflicted. Now, what do I mean by that? Because, you know, we could be in relationships that people are narcissists or we could be blown up in a bomb or we could experience somebody taking their own life or we could be in a car accident. And of course, then we suffer. So I understand all of that and I'm not going to pretend that that's not a reality because it absolutely is. You can't, I, I would be denying even my own personal experiences if I suggested that it, it wasn't that way. But the point that I want to make here today is that, you know, the Dalai Lama said, pain occurs in the instant. Suffering is our desire to hold on to it. And I want to just really hone in on those words. Suffering is our desire to hold on to it. Who in their right mind would desire suffering? <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing for a fact. At the time that my suffering was occurring, I did not desire it. But then on the other hand, I kind of did. So I'm going to share with you some of the inner machinations of my experiences. And if you resonate with these, I'd love to hear from you guys on SpeakPipe. Um, and if you don't, I'd also love to hear from you on SpeakPipe. This is just my personal experience now, once my partner committed suicide and I went through the Bali bombing and um, both of my friends were killed, these were very unique experiences, as are most experiences that people go through. They're very unique to us and they have a very unique flavor. 
that you know makes the circumstances unique to ourselves. Now if I look at the Dalai Lama's quote of pain occurs in the instant and suffering is our desire to hold on to it, well pain occurred in the instant that Greg took his life, 100%. Now I lived like he was taking his life every single day. I lived like it had just happened because I replayed the instance of finding out that he'd taken his life, I replayed that every moment of every day and I continued to relive it. Then I was blown up in the bomb and yes, that occurred in the instant and Jody and Charmaine um, were taken in that bomb blast and that occurred in an instant. It was very much an instant. But then once that had passed, the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day, I continued to replay the events to myself over and over and over and over and over again. Now, of course, I was trying to reconcile them. So that explains why I was replaying them because I was trying to make sense of something that I had no frame of reference for. Fast forward a year on, two years on, three years on, four years on, five years on, six years on, you catch my drift. And I'm still replaying the instance then Really, from that perspective, yes, I am holding on to the suffering, 100%, replaying the suffering over and over and over again. And I want to share with you the reasons I did it. Now, I was innocent, just as anybody who's suffering is completely innocent. But hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast, it might give you some other options if you're in the middle of your suffering. For me, the suffering and this is all very yuck, okay, so brace yourself. For me, the suffering separated me. It gave me a uniqueness. It gave me an identity that was unique to me, that separated me from the rest of the world. No one else had been through a, um, a bomb blast, lost their partner to suicide, and gone through their own suicidal depression. That was unique to me. And it gave me an identity that prior to the bombing, I never had. I was just one of millions and I was the same as everybody else. But as soon as all of that occurred, I then became different. I had a story that was unique. So on one hand, it gave me an identity and it kind of told me who I was or it gave me something to hold on to. It didn't tell me who I was. It gave me something to hold on to that made me who I was. And then from there, I generated new behaviors. So I, you know, had the post-traumatic stress. I struggled with loud bangs. I couldn't go in a lift. I wouldn't go to the movies. I wouldn't, you know, sit in small confined spaces. I definitely wouldn't go to a nightclub. Um, There were certain behaviors I couldn't tolerate. There were certain stresses that I couldn't tolerate and certain decisions that I made simply out of the fact that I'd been blown up and I'd been suicidal. And then the next level occurred from a psychological point of view once this, and I didn't know this was happening by the way, but it was happening and now that I can look back on reflection, I can absolutely see the reality of it. I had a unique experience which gave me an identity which then formed my behavior and my experiences of life all changed because of that new identity but then what it also did was it gave me a way out 
I didn't have to be responsible for creating a magnificent life anymore because I'd been blown up. And because I was suffering with depression and I'd lost my partner to suicide and my life was a mess. So all of a sudden now I'm not responsible for creating awesomeness. And I kind of, I kind of remember knowing that. I remember thinking, well, my life is kind of over now. I don't have anything to strive for. I just now have to live with what I've experienced and no one can really expect anything from me, including me. The next level occurred where it became a source of attention for me. If I felt like I needed attention, there would always be a way that the Bali bombing card would be able to be played in some way. And that is so yuck. And that is so, it's just an awful, uh, it's, it's an awful payoff. We call it secondary gain in psychology speak where there is a payoff to our behavior that either means we avoid responsibility, we get to be right that the world is so wrong, we get to justify our behavior, or we get to seek attention. So with those payoffs and secondary gains, I was, it, it became not the bombing and the suicide, but my behavior became an addiction because I became addicted to not having to have a responsibility and I became addicted to attention. Now, I didn't know how else to be, but those were the secondary gains and the payoffs that I experienced as a result of my suffering. Now, anybody would take time to recover from from my experience. And most of us have got a story. Most of us have had some level of suffering. And of course, it takes time to recover from it. Of course, it does. I'm not suggesting that we should recover from it within days. I'm, I'm not suggesting that by any means. But awareness is always 50% of the battle won. And so now, when I go through suffering now, I'm very aware that there is an aspect that I am doing to myself because the pain occurs in the instant and the suffering is my holding on to it. So I begin to ask myself questions as to why do I need to hold on to the suffering? Is it because of attention? Is it because of I want to shirk some responsibility or avoid responsibility? Do I want to be right that the world is so wrong or do I want to justify my own behavior? And if I can find truth in any of those four questions, then I'm beginning my journey of recovery. I'm beginning my journey of of healing. But while ever I'm stuck in secondary gain and these payoffs, you know, the pain, the suffering kind of hangs around and it lingers. And I want to say this about that which is one of the things that we spoke about a lot during Mindset Mastery, is that our pain and our suffering occurs for a reason. It's not for nothing because life is not designed to destroy us. Life is actually designed to have us expand and become more. So if our experiences don't facilitate that, then we've missed the point. And we just have to look a little bit deeper sometimes as to how our experiences can make us more. I'm not suggesting that we go in and say, okay, everything happens for a reason. Let me find the reason. That's one way. But another way is to look at our experiences and say, you know what? How can being blown up in a bomb blast make me a better person? Make me more authentic. Make me more expanded. Make me feel more enlightened. How can I use that as a platform to make me bigger, better, faster and stronger rather than diminish me 
and make me feel debilitated and leave me stuck in suffering and leave me separate from everybody else, leave me special and leave me trapped in an identity that brings me attention and means that I don't have to you know, be responsible for myself. So I feel like when we look to our experiences as a platform to leap from, the possibility of our healing is accelerated and the possibility of our, of our expansion then becomes accelerated. But what I see with most of us is we don't want that. We like to hold on to our story. We like to hold on to the blaming game of she didn't call me, he didn't come round, he didn't say the right things, um, they didn't support me, etc., etc. We like to hold on to our story about why the world is so wrong and why we are so right. And while ever we're doing that, we're stuck. We're stuck in the suffering. And it's one way to live, but it's not optimal. And the opportunity invites us to say, well, I did go through some suffering. The world didn't meet me where I thought it would. Now, how can this make me better? How can this make me more forgiving? How can this make me a more compassionate person? How can this enlighten me? How can this spread my wings? How can this bring me more personal power, more more reach, more, more ability to make the world a better place? How can I serve humanity better? How can I use my lessons to help others? You know, these sorts of questions are really what our suffering is for. And what I know for a fact, given the degree and the intensity of the suffering that, um, or the pains that I went through, we don't get given anything that's not purposeful for us. And I can say this now, hand on heart, that I absolutely needed a bomb under my butt to wake me up. Because I can tell you this right now, there is no way I'd be doing the work that I'm doing, serving humanity in the way that I serve and helping the people that I help if I had not been blown up. And then I just happened to have accompanied three people to their end, Greg, Jody, and Charmaine. I was their partner right the way up to their last breaths. Now, what a blessing and what a gift that is to have been able to facilitate and support and love, treasure and honour those lives right up until their very end. Now, that is a gift that when I get out of my story about it being my fault and, you know, I'm responsible, when I get out of my story about that crap, because all that does is separate me and make me unique and give me an identity and make me feel poor me and the world feels sorry for me and then I get attention. When I get out of that and actually have a look at what the reality is and I look to see, well, you know what, I'm not that powerful. I could not be responsible for people's living or dying. So let me not be that conceited. Let me see what the truth here is. And the truth is I was honored and I was blessed to share those lives. And I was honored and I was blessed to be there in the moments of their last breaths. What a blessing. What a blessing. And then to have gone through my own potential. I don't know if I died during the bombing. I have no idea because I was unconscious for a period of time. So unconscious or dead, who knows? 
but then to be given the gift of coming back or still being here so that then I could share what I learned with humanity and then share the gifts on behalf of mankind. Man, I tell you what, if that doesn't inspire me, I don't know whatever would. You know, I mean, what a, what a ride, hey? What a hell of a ride. Now let's turn the tables back onto you. What a ride. You know, whether you've been ill, whether you've lost somebody that you love, whether it's a job, a bankruptcy, a divorce, whether it's a child that's been ill or you've lost, whether it's changes of circumstances, whether it's fear of the unknown, whether it's anxiety, you know, all of these things, we hold on to them. We do that to ourselves, believing we have no other choice. Well, my hope and my wish for you out of today's show is that you begin to see you do have choices. And every day you don't choose, you're still choosing. Now, don't beat yourself up. It's not a stick to beat yourself up with. It's simply a lens of awareness. Because the more awareness we have, the more say we have in how this life unfolds. And life is not stopping. You know, the sun comes up every morning, the stars twinkle every night, and consciousness continues to beat its heart every single day, whether you participate with it or you don't. And while ever you're here, you're here. Be here. So don't give in to society's view on how you should react or respond to anything. Society has no clue. Our norms of what a normal response is, is the biggest crock of hoo-ha going. You know, one of the things that I find really fascinating is, you know, most of my relationships that I've been in, except for the one that I'm in right now, but most of my relationships that I've been in, there's been infidelity. And I got to the point where I felt like, hang on a minute, this is not me that's doing it. So why am I making it about me? I don't have to make it about me. I don't then have to go into all of my relationships not trusting people. It's not about me. It's them. So why would I make their actions and reactions about me? Why would I make that my load to carry? It's actually not. They can do whatever they want to do and they're going to come is going to come around and bite them on the bum one day, no doubt. But it does not have to damage me. And I feel like we have this societal norm about how we respond to, you know, infidelity in relationships that we then take that on. That then becomes part of our identity and then we go into relationships not trusting. And then, of course, simultaneously destroy every relationship because when there's no trust in the self and there's no, then there can be no trust in another, then, you know, I mean we all know how that plays out. So I guess the point that I'm making here is that if we bring our attention to ourselves and decide to quit this desire to suffer early, quit it early with awareness, then life can be fulfilled and life can or your your experiences can be the platform that you leap from in order to become extraordinary. Because the alternative is they become a vehicle for debilitation, 
where you struggle to get through the normal day-to-day expansion invitations. Life was not meant to destroy us. There is nothing that could ever occur that is designed to destroy us. Everything is in service of our expansion. Everything in the universe conspires for our success in that. So when it feels contrasting and when it feels dark and when it feels heavy, know it's there to serve a purpose and its purpose is to have you reach for the light. So don't sit swimming around in the dark, complaining about the dark, going to support groups about the dark, talking about the dark, bitching and moaning to your friends about the dark, enrolling other people in your point of view about the dark, making people feel sorry for you about the dark. No, God, we can do so much better than that. Understand that the contrast and the dark and the sickness or the pain or the suffering, it will occur. It's part of life. But its purpose is to cause you to reach for the light switch so that you can turn on the light and say, well, thank you, darkness. You have allowed me to see with new eyes. You have given me a new lens. You have given me new perspectives and new ideas on how life should be and could be for me. Not for the world, not for society, for me. And that is your right to control your own responses and your own experiences to life. Life is not here to destroy you. So I would love to hear your views and your thoughts on today's show. It's a short one, but I don't think it really needs a lot of um, laboring because I think when we have this level of awareness within ourselves, so self-awareness, we then can see, sure, I am suffering right now. Life feels like it's a big bag of shit. <laughs> yes, it does. And I'm, I'm, I feel like it's cruel and I feel like it's heavy and I feel like it's brutal. I can feel that. And I know that all of these experiences are here to teach me the opposite. It's to teach me the light. If all of that is the dark, what would be the light? So what's the opposite of brutal? What's the opposite of painful? What's the opposite of suffering? What's the opposite of justification? What's the opposite of all of those things that keep us swimming in the dark? And then our job is to reach for the opposites. Because life is about your expansion and it's about you building a relationship with the things that are your path of growth. You know, challenge, people often talk to me about challenges and one of the things that I know about challenges is that they are designed to, to cause you to discover new tools Because if you go into challenges or if you experience challenges and then you just use what you've already got and what you've already done, it ain't a challenge, my love. It's simply a repetition of a lesson you failed to learn in the past and history continues to repeat itself until we get the lesson. So challenges are designed to cause us to reach for new knowledge Challenges are about expansion. They are about growth. They are about new discoveries. They are about discovering new levels within ourselves. How big are you really? How good are you really? So a challenge is not something that you dive into your kit bag and go, right, well, what do I know in order to handle this challenge? No bloody way. 
Because if you do that, it's just a repetition of something old. So go do some research, go have some conversations, get some help, work with a coach, work with a counsellor, talk to somebody who you feel has the attributes that you could embody to support you through the challenge. Because remember this, a challenge is not about understanding things intellectually. Challenges are always about expanding you in your awareness and your consciousness and your size and your willingness to participate and the comfort zone. It's about getting bigger. It's about, whoa, get goosebumps. It's about getting huge. (laughs) So the bigger the challenge, the bigger you become. And the more you see your challenges this way, you don't swim around complaining about the challenge. You see the challenge, you dive in both feet, you embrace it, you do the research, you find the new tools, you apply them and you expand and then you look for the next challenge. And that is a really exciting ride. And actually, it's kind of the purpose of life. The purpose of life is that it is your classroom and that people are your teachers and your experiences become your lessons. Now, if you can see life that way, then you don't attach to anything. You just see life as this wonderful assortment of experiences to be involved with, but not a whole stack of things that you need to attach to, give meaning to, make identities about, make rights and wrongs about. You know, it's not separate. It's not designed to make you separate yourself from others and be unique. It's not that. There's nothing. There's nothing special about any of us, actually. We're all walking our own paths and we're all doing the best that we can. So hopefully this show today gives you something extra to help you do better when you know better. And that's really, you know, how we all help each other is we share our experiences, we share what we've learned and hopefully, you know, if we know better, we can do better. And that's definitely my intention is to support as many lives as I possibly can while I'm on this planet in whatever way I possibly can. Um, And so, you know, I feel like with your experiences and everything that you've been through, perhaps there's an opportunity for you to look back and go, well, how can I be of service with what I've learned? And what exactly have I learned? Let me articulate that. Let me get clear on that. Specifically, what is it? What are the gifts that I have discovered as a result of my experiences? Now, if you haven't found the light, if you haven't reconciled the pain and the suffering, if you're still stuck in it, telling the story, making people feel sorry for you, feeling sorry for yourself, then that's not the time that you're going to be able to help other people. The time that you're going to be able to help other people is when you've excavated the gold and the nuggets from your experiences and you're able to see, well, this is a great gift that I received as a result of my experiences. And here's another great gift that I've experienced as a result of my experiences. And these are the golden nuggets that I want to share with people um, for those that are interested. And the magic of social media now gives you an instant platform to share those nuggets. Don't hold back. Even if you've still got more healing to do, the minute you discover a nugget of gold or a gift in your experiences, your pain and your suffering, or even your joy and your bliss, whatever, you know, whichever way it goes, whether you've got gold from the suffering or gold from the enlightenment, share it. 
We're all here on behalf of mankind and we are all here to help each other. Let's not forget that for one minute. So everything that has occurred in your world has occurred on behalf of mankind, my friend. This is not just for you. This is for all of us. So if you can and if you're ready and if this podcast resonates, might, you know, ye shall know the truth, but first it shall piss you off. <laughs> but if this podcast irritates you a bit, but then at the other, other side of the equation, you kind of go, yeah, I can see, I can see that there's a possibility she's right. Then leave me a message. Let's have a conversation about it on SpeakPipe or send me a direct message on social media. Let me know what's going on for you because the more of us that can excavate our gifts, the more support we can provide for humanity. And you don't have to look too far outside your doors to see we are ready for you. We are ready. We are ready. We are ready. We are ready. And while ever we stay stuck in the suffering, there can be no supporting humanity. There can be no making a difference because we've separated ourselves. We've made ourselves separate from the rest of humanity and we've made ourselves stand aside as if we are unique and different when actually the opposite is true. Our experiences are designed to unify us and to have us see that we're all in service of each other and we have our experiences for each other so we can share what we learn and then we can all become better standing on the shoulders of each other as giants allowing us all to see further that's the gift that's the invitation take it now or take it later but please make sure you take it Mm, delicious guys thank you so much for joining me today on Karen's Couch I hope today's show has been useful for you or useful for somebody that you love be sure to share it And um, I'm going to see you here next time on Karen's Couch. It's an absolute honor to share this ride with you. Until the next time, stay kind, keep expanding, and reach for the stars, my friends. All my love.